This gospel, it might not seem like it, but this gospel is one of those gospels that gives me a, a lot of consolation and a lot of real joy. And you think, well, it's this, it's this, you know, gospel we read basically every single Lent, this temptation of Jesus in the, te- in the, in the desert. And you might think, how does that bring consolation? Wouldn't you rather hear those really acute moments where Jesus talks to us about how much he loves us or how much the Father loves us or healing or, or peace? But what gives me a lot of consolation about this gospel reading is that last line. When the devil had finished every temptation, when the devil had finished every temptation, Jesus, Jesus who is God, he is God himself, suffered every temptation. And that tells us a lot of things about temptation and a lot of things about us. You and I, we all go through temptation. We all experience it. If you said that you didn't, I would know you were lying. And then I'd say, go to confession. It's clear that we do that because we're human beings. And really, oftentimes, we think that our temptations are sins themselves. And we reproach ourselves internally. I shouldn't feel like this. I shouldn't want this. I shouldn't pursue this thing. I should be better than this. I should feel more holy. I should feel more good towards others. I should feel more charitable. And instead, I'm really tempted to do this or that or the other thing. But what this gospel tells us that Jesus, who is God and who's by definition cannot sin, himself underwent temptation, which means that temptation is not a sin. It's not a sin. Your feelings are oftentimes given to you unbidden. We don't choose them. The things that tempt us tempt us precisely because we don't choose them. We don't want them. And so temptation is something that we have to deal with, something we have to grapple with, but it's not sin itself. And that goes to a deeper point, which also brings great consolation, which is that our identity is not wrapped up just in our emotions, just in our desires, just in those things that tempt us. If we have a lot of feelings towards temptation, towards one way or another, whether it's sexual sins, whether it's alcohol, whether it's any number of things that could tempt us, material gain, we can begin to think that I am those temptations, that those things define me in some way. But this gospel shows that that's clearly false. The devil wants you to think that. But it's not true. What defines us is deeper. Jesus was tempted, but what's the difference between him and us? He chose not to give in to those temptations. Brothers and sisters, your choices, your will, what you choose to do, is so much deeper, so much more integrally you than the things you experience as temptations. How you choose to deal with the situation is what makes the difference. So let's say you're super angry at someone. Maybe it's someone cut you off while you're driving. Maybe it's someone you found out was talking about you behind your back. Maybe it was someone who's just really annoying you, singing a stupid song all day long in your dorm room. And you're just like, I'm fed up with this person. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do something. And you have this great temptation towards anger, towards 
knocking their socks off or something like that with, you know, a punch or something. I, I don't, that sounded like it was from the 1950s, but I don't know if we knock people's socks off anymore. Whatever you do, maybe you're going to post a really mean thing about them in, in Instagram. That's what you guys do. Um, whatever it is, that temptation comes into your mind and you're thinking, yeah, let's get them. What is the difference between a saint and a sinner is what we do next. Do we choose to do it? Or do we choose to say, no, I want to live a different way. I want to live a better way. Even though I feel this, this isn't me. Even though I want this, this isn't me. Even though this thing seems so good to me right now, and I really think it would make my life better, it isn't me. Brothers and sisters, your identity is deeper than those things. And it's deeper even than what you choose, although what you choose is so much more closely tied to it. Your identity is that you are God's children. He has chosen you in love for all eternity. You're not just the product of your emotions. You're not just the things that draw you one way or another. And when we live out of a superficial way of life, based on our emotions, then it's much harder for us to resist temptation because we're so much more caught up in those things. And so the surefire way to help us to avoid that is to live out of that deeper part of ourselves. And I think one really key, simple trick to do that, although it's not simple, it's the whole mystery of our faith, but one simple trick to do that is to try and step back from temptation. So let's say you're tempted to eat a giant slice of cake. It's the temptation which overcomes me many times. I know it's wrong because I already ate two other slices of cake and that third one is definitely gluttony. It's definitely pushing that boundary of sin. Think to yourself, why do I, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel this way? Just stepping back from the situation helps you to identify it as a temptation then you can say, Lord, this isn't me right now. I don't want to give in to this. I want something better. I want something deeper. I want you. The third thing that brings great consolation, and this is the last thing, don't worry. The third thing that brings great consolation about this reading is that Jesus was God. He didn't have to go through temptation. God in heaven doesn't have temptation. But Jesus is God-made man. He desired to undergo temptation. He chose this. I don't know about you, but I don't like it when I'm going through temptation. It sucks. I'd much rather just be happy and just go about my day instead of really want to punch someone or really uh, being sad about something or really, you know, whatever it might be. But Jesus chose to enter into it. And not just to enter into it, but as I said, that last line, every temptation. And he did that because he wanted to be close to you when you undergo temptation. Temptation makes us feel very alone. We don't like to talk about it. We don't like to express it. We don't want other people to know about it. We don't want to even talk to God about it. We just try to white-knuckle through it and hope that I'll be better. But Jesus says to us, no, I want to be here with you. 
I want to be here with you. And that's what the responsorial psalm was about. He is present in times of trouble. He is present in times of trouble. Sometimes we think that the only time Jesus is present to me is when I'm in church or I'm doing something really good and I feel that, that joy in my heart. But Jesus is even more close to us in those moments where we are tempted, where we feel alone. And that's fundamentally how we overcome temptation. By saying and crying out to the Lord, Lord, I need you to be close to me. And recognizing that he is present here. He is present here. Stuff is a lot less tempting when you know you have infinite love present to you in the moment. And when you know that even if you do fall into temptation, he's still present. He still desires you. He still wants you to return to him. So brothers and sisters, as we're going through Lent, Lent is a time where we maybe a little bit more acutely try to manifest or deal with those temptations we face to cure those kind of bad habits. As we're going through Lent, let's keep close to him. It's not just about your discipline. It's about that relationship. He wants to be close to you. He desires you. Allow him to enter your heart. And when you're feeling tempted, just step back and say, Lord, I know you're here. I need your help. I know you love me. And I really am tempted right now. But I know you went through the same thing just to be close to me. And with you close to me, I can do anything.